What is going on, Whisper Nation? What's going on, John? <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? I'm good. It's like a late, late, late night talk show. Oh, I need it. Hold on. Alexa, lights on. Forgot to turn uh, my lights on behind me. Oh, that, does oh, that a little was bit. nice. Yeah. That was nice. Right. I like how you did that, man. Well, what's going on, Johnny? What's going on, Whisper Nation? Thanks for joining us here on Monday, April 25th, where we've got another draft coming your way. This time we're doing it a little bit differently. Scott coming in asking, are we doing a best ball or a mock? We're going to be doing just a best ball draft today. We normally just do a sleeper draft followed by a underdog best ball, but we're going just with a best ball. I'm a little bit under the weather today, and Big Travi is out of office today. Um, so we're switching it up a little bit, but I am really excited, Johnny, to be jumping into our $3 underdog best ball tournament coming up. Where are you dropping that link at, my friend? I am going to be dropping it. I realized that I had joined, so I had joined a draft. Instead, Instead of, of making creating, a private one? Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm over here like, how do I share the link and i could not i could not figure it out and then i was like oh i no, realized that, that uh yeah i can i i didn't do that because well we're getting our private draft room here set up do it 420 coming in hey guys what's going on great to have you here with us you while johnny is getting this one set up we are very excited of course for the nfl draft which is coming on thursday round one where we're going to be live streaming the picks as they come in as we do uh we'll have the gang from the fantasy whispers also going to have some special guests joining the show uh excited to be getting z coming on board guy uh, for PFF, we've got Alex Strofe. You might know him from Late Night with Strofe. Back-to-back appearances on the Mock Draft Marathon. We're crushing that 12 p.m. to 4, uh, 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. block. He's going to be joining us as well for a little bit over there on Thursday. You can catch Strofe uh, through ESPN Madison, also through a lot of the own content that he does. Um, hit us up. We can get you connected with Alex Strofe. He is amazing. Um, but we're going to be doing that on Thursday. And so this best ball draft is going to be the last one that we do before we know where some of these highly touted rookies are actually going. Right, Johnny? Yeah. And then this could look a whole lot different uh, coming up on these uh, next few drafts uh, that we're going to have over the next couple of weeks. I'm excited to finally figure out where these guys are going. So then I and, know where to. Right. Take them. And I think everybody is pretty excited and we're all trying to get ahead of it. And nobody really knows where anybody is going to end up landing. Even more so, we like to pretend we know what teams are looking to acquire. But, you know, a lot of that is a little bit of um, best guesswork as well when you're looking at it. However, Johnny, you found some really great information here recently. Mentioned our boy Z uh, from before. He had a tweet coming out talking about a little information that we're going to show the data table for you in just a second. But I'm blown away by this. Um, So we've got... What we have here is a snapshot of all of the different practices that NFL teams have had with prospects coming into the NFL draft. So here we've got some summarized options. Um, Bucks, nine running back visits. Ravens, Saints, and Cowboys, six running back visits. Giants and Commanders, five running back visits. These all kind of indicate these teams are looking at a running back. Does it mean they're going to take one? No. But are you hey. probably going to take something that you've been looking at a lot of? Well, Mike, hey, I, I, I learned certainly think I, so. I learned from NFL Blitz, dude. Can't yeah. ever take a hey, when it looks like a running play every time. That's what they come yeah. out whenever you do the bomb, dude. Right. Whenever you select the bomb, you come out the announcer. That's what they announce. So wait, so you're saying uh, you can't take these for certain? You can't take them for certain. No, unfortunately. Well. But I do think it is very, very interesting uh, seeing some of the. I mean, do the do the time. I mean, aside I from NFL be, Blitz, aside from that commentary aside, what sure. do you think about some of these data reports that are coming? Before we do it, did we get? Are we dropping in the link so that people yes. can join in? So I have shared the link in our Discord right now. I'm about to tweet it out. I'm about to tweet it out uh, from our Twitter uh, for TFW. Okay. And are we able to also maybe drop it? You want me to drop it here in the Yeah, if you could drop YouTube. it in the comments. That yeah, I want to get that there for Scott too. So I got that one covered. Oh yeah, because Scott's only coming in from 
Yeah, let me make sure we get that. So he's got a chance to jump in and join our underdog draft room. So I just dropped the the link in the comments. Scott, you should be able to log on there and join our best ball draft here. We got two more spots available on this one. And we're going to go ahead and get our draft started as soon as the room fills up. But until that happens, I wanted to take a look at the report here that we have coming in. Um, we've got a lot of interesting takeaways here from all of the different visits that skill positions in the NFL have had or, or coming in to the NFL. Different players have had visiting different teams here. So, you know, I look, I go to my Packers first off and I look at who have they been. Yeah, who are you guys, who are you guys eyeing over here? You got a quarterback on there? They did I'm visit just... one, one quarterback did visit, but it's in the red. So who I feel better about that. Who do you think it is? I don't even care, dude. I, I mean, Holy cow. Cardinals bringing in four, four quarterbacks. What are we doing? Ooh, that's an interesting takeaway. Before we get to my Packers here, what does that kind of tell you, Johnny? Uh, it just, I mean, we're looking for a backup. Apparently I, I expect there, uh, I have heard some reports. Are they looking the for last... a backup the way that the, the Redskins were looking for a backup with RG three when they drafted Kirk cousins uh, or just an actual backup, an actual backup. I don't think it's that okay. situation, but it could be, I guess. I'm poking it, at you a little bit. I don't, I'm I, from the, I was a little worried for, I mean, I wasn't in the beginning, but then I got a little worried for a hot second. Uh, but then the latest that's all coming out is that Kyler is expected to get a deal done either yeah. early this week or uh, expected after the, which I was saying after the draft makes a lot of sense. Cause then we know what exactly what kind of cap space we have uh, and what we need. So we can kind of do that. But um, everything is supposed to be where he's coming back, but it is a little surprising that they brought in four. What does that mean? That's what? kind of a lot here. And we that got is a lot folks jumping into the stream. Welcome. We have one more yeah. spot available in our underdog best ball tournament. It's going to be a live $3 tournament, three bucks to join the money that you win at the end of the season is real. If it ends up being you we're doing these every single Monday, I think this is like seven or eight of them that we've doing. I was looking at my underdog yeah. list and they're starting to stack up. It's pretty exciting. But B, if you want to jump in and join us in this underdog best ball tourney, we've got one more spot available. And as one. soon as that spot gets filled up, we'll go ahead and get this one started. The links are in the comment section on YouTube here, as well as Twitter and Discord. Is that right, Johnny? Yes, that is correct. All right. So jump in there and we'll get this one started here in just a second, Whisper Nation. But looking back here at the list of spots here where, where teams are picking up, you know, you asked me about my Packers, seven wide receivers that they're interviewing. Uh, that's the second most behind the Chiefs. Man, what is the outlook for me, Cole Hardman, going to be, Johnny, next year? I think it really is determined by who they end up drafting. If they bring in a guy that can, you know, if they go in the first round and draft a, a wide receiver, that is not good news for, for Meikle, uh, especially with the people that they've also brought in the wide receivers. You've also, yeah. you know, you've got MBS, you've got Juju. Uh, and then again, I, I like that analogy that I kind of uh, heard from a, a football player and that, you know, when you when these teams are going out or like just like when you go out and you purchase something, if you purchase something, you're put you have an intent. It doesn't matter what the cost is. You have a place. Even if you got to move something, you will do so. Uh, but if it's a later round, then it's you know, then it's like it's like a gift from somebody else. And you're mm. like, eh, if I get to it, I'll get to it. You know, I don't necessarily know where it's going to go. So uh, I do think that it is interesting that they are bringing in so many We'll see if they end up taking a guy high. They didn't really take me. I mean, Mikko was somewhat of a high draft pick in the second round. So, uh, yeah, we'll see where they end up falling uh, for wide receivers. And then that'll probably help dictate a little bit more on Mikko. But yeah, I'll be to be honest, I'm being I'm bringing him up to the table just because I made a trade for him as a Tyreek Hill roster in our dynasty league. And I thought it was clever to pick up Mikko Harmon and it might end up proving wasteful but we'll see it would be awesome if he ends up being Patrick Mahomes number one wide receiver option I don't know we'll see but I think it does also make sense in a somewhat weak draft class it's being labeled but there are some options there at wide receiver for the Chiefs to go out and take maybe one of those top level wide receivers at the end of the first round 
Yeah. Yeah. I, and uh, listen, we'd all love it. We're going to be streaming. We'll be freaking out about it. Uh, and we'll see if Andy Reed after, after he didn't necessarily give the best advice the first time and see if he goes back to Pat Mahomes and says, Hey, what wide receiver would you like here? Uh, and the uh, first, if, if they're available, but we'll, we'll end up seeing. But. And then I hope they say noted and then take the option they think is actually the best player. If you don't know what we're talking about, notoriously uh, the chiefs had selected Clyde Edwards, Alaire above Jonathan Taylor a couple of years back because they asked Patrick Mahomes who they wanted him to take in the draft. And they went ahead and said Clyde Edwards, Alaire, but yeah. Jonathan Taylor obviously is the better running back. And we'd hope that they would pick up the better wide receiver whisper nation. We've got our underdog room right in here. We're just waiting on one more person to join our six person room. You get a chance to win some real money on this one and uh, would love to have you join in with oh, us here. We just got one more Johnny is your underdog down to a buck 19. Oh yeah. Well, I just had been, we've okay, been just adding it a little bit there. I was yeah, like, we've been playing. Well, I'll add more. Kicked. I've been getting my ass kicked on NBA betting. It's been, yeah, it's, it's so painful doing really good during NFL betting. NFL betting is a lot easier for us than uh, the NBA. I guess NBA so. is tricky. NBA is tricky. I've been up and down and kind of all around on on those picks, which has made it tough, but it's still been fun. Um, Goddamn, Jose Alvarado busted my parlay yesterday, had some parlays going out about the Suns and the Pelicans game over under two and a half turnovers for Chris Paul. That's an easy under, I'd say. Nope, not until nope. Jose, not with Jose Alvarado jumping in there. So yeah, it's fun. We love our we love uh, our boys over there and girls at Underdog Fantasy. And we love you, Whisper Nation, too. We've got one more spot available here in our Underdog Best Ball Tournament. We've got our links in on Twitter and in Discord. I'll go ahead and drop that link one more time so we can get that last spot filled up. Love it, love it. Austin, I wanted to bring uh, another thing that's going around on Twitter today. Yeah. Big, big thing. Scott Fishbowl. Mm. Scott, Scott Fishbowl invites are officially going out. Uh, we were privied enough to play last year in the Scott Fish, Scott Fish Bowl 11. You want to tell listeners a little bit about what the Scott Fish Bowl is? Because this is a big tournament around the industry with a lot of different professionals, a lot of different popular folks. Um, it's a pretty yeah. interesting and unique tournament, right? Yeah. So, celebrities, uh, they get some celebrities, they get uh, analysts, fanalists, uh, things like that. There's last year, there was like 12 or two. 2000 people in this this league austin and mm -hmm. then you know you're split up into a bunch of different divisions you have like 12 team divisions you just basically play within your division all year uh until you know you basically get to the playoffs and then the playoffs Play uh, and then you know it's through through certain matchups and everything it all is gets down to one winner one winner of the whole entire the whole thing there's like 2000 right yeah out of there was like 2000 uh entries last year that got selected out of like 12,000 entries uh so we'll see it'll be crazy to see how many entries get in this year but it what's great is Scott the Scott Fishbowl is for charity he does a charity or this is his kind of like charity event uh and the fantasy football community really really loves and enjoys it so there's like a lot of donating. They do toys for tots because that's mm. his big thing. Uh, and so uh, he ends up doing this big entire, like there's no entry fee into the actual tournament. It's more of like, hey, do something for charity, donate uh, to for the toys for tots, or you could do some other kind of, and then other people will like donate their time uh, for like developing logos and stuff. You'll start to see, uh, you know, people's Twitter pictures profile pictures uh will start to go in like a cool design that's uniform and then you're like oh all these people were in this club of the scott fishbowl this year so yeah waiting on nice it. so those invites end up getting sent like kind of starting now for a little while and that's how the whole thing ends up getting going yeah so like they'll he just sends out I mean, it's just him doing it. So he he sends out so many, uh, you know, every week or every day or whatever. And then, um, yeah, it'll slowly fill up. And then I guess the usually the draft is in July. It starts on like July 4th. Um, but I think 
I read on somebody's that they had gotten an email and I think he was changing the date this year, but yeah, last year it started on July 4th. Uh, and there were a lot of people that complained about it. Uh, but I thought it was kind of good. Cause then he caught some people sleeping. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, I wanted to come back. We and hey, Whisper Nation, we are texting a friend, downloading Underdog now. Nice, Scott, love oh, this. Make sure yeah. they use the promo code TFW to get their money matched up to a hundred dollars, and they'll get a hundred extra dollars just for joining in yes. and using that promo code TFW. Thank you very much, Scott. That is yeah, greatly appreciate appreciated. That'll also, be cool. then you can come back every week and play with us. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, draft starts soon. It's uh oh oh, it's filling up. All right, let's go to that. Oh, I just oh, there we go. There like, we uh, go. Add to the screen. All right. Uh, All right, and the man Tyrona there is going to be leading us off. We're getting the draft started here in forty-seven seconds. You won't. All right. All right. Oh, man, I got pick six. That sucks. End of the draft. Now, in a best ball tournament, where have you kind of been enjoying drafting? We're getting this thing started right now, coming in. Oh, it was big Travi. Love you, brother, coming in there, even when he's got some got some things he's oh. handling right now. Can't keep away. That's what love to see it. Makes he, sense. Wanted to, he wanted to win Scott's money. There we go. All right. Well, where do you kind of where have you been enjoying picking? What players have you been looking at, Johnny, in these best balls? We've been doing a lot. What have your takeaways been so far? We are on the clock. King Henry is number one off the board. That makes sense that he would be number one. Or actually, there's a few that could be number one. Uh, I've taken I took Cooper Cup last week. I've taken I usually take Jonathan Taylor, though. Mm. That's been one of my bigger uh running back uh things or players that I've acquired at the running back position, but this is going to be different for me. Cause I've never, uh, I, I don't think I've ever picked at the sixth spot. So I want to talk just a little bit about the upside of all these specific players. You know, I think that Derek Henry is the one, one selection at the running back spot for me, because his volume is really unparalleled. If he gets the workload, we expect him to get. And we talked a little bit yeah, before yeah. about the, visits the that NFL teams have been having from prospects zero running backs have visited Tennessee zero NFL prospects have visited Tennessee I don't know if they're going to be taking a running back Johnny yeah I mean you would expect them to at least bring, unless they know exactly who their guy is uh you would expect uh them to at least bring in one or two just to look at them because even in the deep like running backs are going to go so deep Unless they're just like, hey, we'll just wait till an undrafted free agent comes uh, and then we'll look at them there at like, you know, similar to what they did with Don. Um, wait, how many running backs? Has just Denver let me check. Donta Foreman as Donta Foreman. Um, really quick. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to check to see up. if uh, Donta Foreman has been signed. Did I mess up the the presentation here? No. This? What happened? Did it? Is it cut? I'm not sure. It might be okay. Um, well, side point aside, uh, on the Tennessee Titans picking their players. Um, oh, you were trying there. to go with that other. Yeah, one. I was trying to. I was okay. trying to look at the. I was trying to take a look and see if the. Um, I was trying to get some insights on who these NFL teams might be drafting as I was thinking about picking up Javante Williams, and I was wondering if the. Denver Broncos have been taking a look at any running backs of their own, as we presume Elvin Gordon will be with a new team next year. Yeah, I'll bring that up. And... Boom. I just don't wanted to see the so so Denver has been looking at four running backs. They brought a good amount. So at this on a Monday, April 25th. Best ball draft, am I more or less encouraged drafting Javante Williams this early, knowing they've had four running backs come and visit? I'm a little less encouraged, Johnny. I mean, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? Like, we we expect them to bring in somebody. I mean, that is good, but that's good news for redraft purposes because that'll bring down his value a little bit. 
Um, and so you won't have to, t- that was the thing is like, he was just getting, it was creeping up a little bit too high, uh, for as far as like draft value, like people were taking him in the first round, which like, I understand because it was like, Oh, he, he was the only running back there for, or at least still right as of right now. Uh, but I don't, ex- I expect them to get somebody like, I don't expect him. Wait, where did Aaron Jones? I just took Aaron Jones. Is it gonna do? Where would you go? I've had that dude. It'll probably lock in as Aaron Aaron Jones. Hopefully, it does that for you. Oh, you got Debo, dude. Yeah, that's uh, that what happened the to me. Fuck, la- underdog. I don't- <laughs> that happened to me last last week, and you guys made fun of me. Oh man, well, you were gonna get. Well, I mean, you're probably still land. You were going, Aaron. Yeah, you're going to still land him. Well, I did not want teamless Debo Samuel on my team. What did you think about that viral video going around of Debo Samuel in the club? Looks like it's in San Francisco or maybe it's in Las Vegas with them holding up a sign that says Debo is staying with the 49ers or something. Yeah, like yeah that. dude. And he's, he's like, like, nah, bro. He's like, nah. Dude, he's not staying. He's going. He's leaving. I don't want to put too much weight into one image, but the way, like, you know, they say don't enter a negotiation you're not willing to walk away from. He looked so done. Like, bro, it was like the, bro, he looked like, he looked like it was, it, yeah, it, it looked like a relationship that was like way over. And someone was just like, oh, you, your guys are getting back together, right? And it was like, you have like, you have, you have one, you have one person, one of the partners is like, oh yeah, like we're getting, we're doing it again. Like we're going, we're, we're good. <laughs> the other one's like, no, like oh, we're done. Like I, I, we said no, like so many times and we're, we're, I'm out, I'm out. Like, don't make me say it the way I mean it. Yeah, like, seriously. Like, like it looked like one of those things of like, yo, my silence is polite. Don't make me say something. <laughs> it was so classic. I was like, kudos to whoever was like video recording that and like the way that they were able to. It was just classic. Well done. It was, it was probably like so by perfect. Accident. It was almost like they staged yeah. it. Exactly. That's the thing. Is like I, I'm not even kidding you. When I first clicked on it to watch, because I'm like, why? The first thing that crossed my mind is why is somebody having that on their sign in a club? Like why is why is that the thing? Uh, and second of all, and then when it like panned over to Debo, my initial thought then went to, oh, is he like celebrating because he is staying? I was like, whoa, this is a big turn. Like, this is crazy. Another turn in this wild chase hunt of like, where's Debo going to go? And like, what's going on there? And then all of a sudden it was just like a perfect zoom in. And he just makes locks the eye contact. And you and you're just like, and he oh. looks like he's out, bro. And then he's out. He just, and he even did the big eyes, like, nah, like that's not one even of those situations. Chance. Yeah, it looks like one of those situations where it's like, look, it's it's money's always a factor, but this is not about the money. And there's no. a lot. There are there are 29 other teams that have money. So, yeah. or there are there's even more than that. There's 31 other teams that have money. This is the NFL with 32 teams. There are other teams with money. There are other squads looking to take a gamble on last season's elite production. And I don't know what was said. I don't know what happened, but it really seems like there is something impacting Debo Samuel's decision-making outside of money. Bro, I almost think it's like, I almost wonder if they tried to make the argument to him or like when he was like, hey, I, I want also running back money in here involved in this and or whatever and it's almost as if they came back and they were like bro we you realize like our system is what made you this great core you know made you this Mm. great wide receiver and now he's just so set in his ways uh, to being like i'm gonna prove you like it's not just this like i'm gonna i want out of here because like one you don't value me and two now you're just saying that you guys are the only reason not that i'm an actual talented wide receiver that you can't replace you know so yeah i guess they're saying the jets on. are i was the jets are Twitter, thirsty bro they, like they, i know they haven't the i know they haven't like been able to, to dip their tongue 
in the pool of satisfaction yet, but they're going for it. Be it Tyreek Hill. You heard DK Metcalf rumors. Now they're connected to Debo Samuel. It's like, why would we continue to hear the Jets name, which we never hear unless they were actually trying to make something happen? Well, that's the thing is like they I mean, they have the picks to do so, but they've also been. Yeah, like in they've been the runner up. They've been the bride uh, or the bridesmaid in all of these wide receiver negotiation uh, Mm -hmm. deals that you almost and 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 the thing is is well one you would understand why Debo would want to go to the Jets because it's the same system or very similar system right same coaching tree uh they you know you think the, you'd want to go there even though it's the Jets and they're probably going to be bad yes. again well it's cuz you have to again the Jets would be willing to pay him a lot of teams uh, might not be willing to pay him. And the Jets have the cap space as well to really pay him what he's wanting. Am I going right? too far on that? Are the Jets actually poised for a surprise this year? Like, I know that would mean Zach Wilson mean? taking a step up. But I, I, do the Jets have any chance of being anything this year? Their defense isn't horrible. No. They've got I mean, decent they, options they, at wide receiver. Honestly. They could, but again, it's the Jets. So it's like, it's yeah, they could. Uh, they have potential. They have a lot of pieces. Uh, and talent obviously they've been picking high in the draft over the last few years so they definitely have uh, some talented players now can they actually put those together and actually win they're the Jets but let's hope I mean they do you know you know it's a new it's a new situation all the time but it's also not right like the same people that have been calling the shots are the same people that are calling the shots and what if we if we just take a merit based evaluation, are we really giving giving flowers to the Jets? Of course not. No, it's the Jets. So, but, I, it, it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they actually were good this year. Like I trust in the system. Yeah. But but do I necessarily trust in those executing that system? Uh, maybe Let me not. Ask you about some of these other pieces. We got there's so many good players here to talk about, and I'm excited to do so. But if Debo is out, let's pretend that's a, a done fact here. What do you think about my my pick here, George Kittle? What do you think about Brandon Ayuk? What do you think about Elijah Mitchell? Maybe some of the other players in San Francisco. Do they take a bump, or is it not really that impactful? What do you think right now? Uh, I think that I certainly think that then Trey Sermon would get uh becomes. You know, someone, again, that a lot of people might not be mentioning right now. Mm-hmm. He does seem a little intriguing to me because, uh, hold on, let's see if I can get, okay. Uh, because if you don't have that bruiser, and that was kind of what Debo was being, right? Like Elijah Ooh. Mitchell should be pretty similar to what he was last year. Um, oh, do I go Cam Akers or Terry McLaurin? I think uh- I think Akers has a higher ceiling, right? Take him. We go in ceiling, baby. Cam Akers. Yeah, we go best ball. We go ceiling. Um, Cam Akers, no fakers. Let's go. So Trey Sermon is not ideal for that system because he's he isn't as quick. They like, you know, one cut quick goes, you know, like little thought process in there. You also need a quick burst, and Trey Sermon doesn't necessarily have that. But he is big. He's a bruiser. He could definitely do – very similar uh, carrying the ball wise as Debo, as far as being that thunder kind of running a runner, right? Yeah, you're kind of right, right? I think I think you're onto something with that. They're going to need to have a multi back system. It's just how they do it, right? And Debo, and- no one sermon's not going to be Debo, but you might be able to still take the abuse the defense was throwing his way or trying to throw his way and direct it at sermon instead. Mm-hmm. And then also like this, this. Uh, Sky from the wide receiver uh, that's in the draft. Mm-hmm. He is he's climbing up draft boards. But the thing is, is he he carries the ball like a running back. He's a yak monster. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, Timeline. like 40. It sounds like the 49ers all over it. Like he has 49ers written all over, especially if they get because so the 49ers, it's being reported. They want a first, a second, a fourth this year and then picks as well next year. Uh, in the next year's draft for Devo. Uh, and so if that happens, they're going to get a, that. They'll get a second rounder. I would almost bet that they would, they would get that wide receiver uh, and then use him as their new Devo. 
or in it that makes role. Sense. And, I, and I'm really interested to see the way that the NFL continues to evolve with these, I don't want to say positionless players, um, but multi-position, multi-skill set type of athletes that end up becoming weapons and real weapons, not the way that we like to refer to the hyphen in Arizona back in the day as a weapon. Who was that? Who was that? The, the law firm? Oh, oh Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Yes, yes. Yeah. Do it 420 coming in here saying Adam Gase has tainted the franchise. Sure hope his shadow and skid marks dissipate soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably a reflection on the Jets overall judgment hiring Adam Gase. I don't know if Adam Gase is the one that ruined it or it was just a match made between. No, it was Peyton Manning that ruined it for like, why? I don't. What? Peyton Manning was the one that vouched for Adam Gase to get him that job. That was why they were, that's why he was able to land that job was because they were unsure about him. They liked him, but then Peyton called the GM and was like, Hey, no, like he's a good, he's a good offensive minded guy. Like I've worked because he was the G or he was the, uh, you know, offensive coordinator with Peyton, but Peyton just called his own shots, dude. And like, I, you know, clearly Gase didn't really have that much to do with it because Gase was an awful play caller. He was an awful head coach and hopefully he never gets another chance again. That's Dude, what I'm we so impressed. I'm so impressed with Adam Gase's resiliency. Like it's not easy to show yeah. up to work every day and have everyone <laughs> throw shit on you at every turn possible. Your own players, your own coaches, the owner your hometown and this guy shows up every day and does not disappoint unless you were hoping for him to not disappoint and then he disappointed but if you showed up expecting for him to disappoint man he did that for you every (laughs) time every time without fail and that's hard to do man that type of consistency so if you this economy what happens if you here's the real here's a big question what happens if you it's like what like we and i wouldn't be surprised knowing the stories that are coming out now about these uh nfl uh owner majority owners uh you know paying their paying their coaches to lose oh my god probably now if now if he if he if he if he was losing purposefully to to be paid like that does that actually constitute as a win? Does he become then a good coach? <laughs> Maybe in the inner circle. On like yeah. the, these bunch of these like corrupt people just trying to paint the world and however they feel like. Um right. Maybe. It's like how it do, definitely I, does say something overall about somebody's ability as a, 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 a tactician when you boil it all the way down. Like somebody who's like cheating at a criminal level. And is able to like make the fans happy, the owner happy, pass it by the league standards. I mean, that's not easy to do. Brian Flores no. got kind of close. Hugh right. Jackson less close. Love you, Jackson. Thank you so much for being on the show. You gave me some of the greatest insights I've ever pulled in from talking to anyone about football, legitimately. But like, homie, you know that you know what your head coaching and record in the NFL was. We've all seen it, and then we all know too about. The the yeah because the Browns the Browns yeah dude the Browns were giving him a little bit of extra bonus money <laughs> the loft the books but off the books bonuses yeah yeah dude, I I'll of- be honest like it's the, I think it probably happens way more than we think it does dude, if it, this is the time it's been caught that could be honestly one of the biggest secrets that is being held. They're going to start having more discussions on ways to handle this NFL draft. And just like they're doing across the league. And I'm going to tell you what, dude, I don't even knock these owners for not holding sportsmanship to the highest degree when it's a for-profit league, for-profit teams. Like it's all built on integrity. Like that's at the core and why it needs to be maintained. But it's not what, that's not what the owners are really in it for. And so to them to try to skirt the edges and do like, you know, this, this bullshit that they're pulling, it makes total sense to me, as does drafting AJ. Okay, I like that. Oh, fuck. Shit. Oh, damn it. Well, you could still get James Conner. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, sweet. 
network. Uh, dude, AJ, James Conner right here. Dude. Next subject on this one. James Conner, dude, how is this guy along with Leonard Fournette going this far down draft boards? Like, are you taking Travis? No, no, no knocking you here, bro, Cal, but maybe a little bit. Are you taking Travis Etienne ahead of James Conner? No. Right? Like, why are you? I'm not taking Travis Etienne. I'm not taking Michael Carter. I'm not taking. Yeah, no, those two actually. Like, I get I, the Michael Carter appeal. I'll be honest. I'm not even taking Brees Hall. No, above. Uh, above like, James I, I wouldn't even take. Yeah. I'll be honest. I wouldn't even take. I wouldn't take J.K. Dobbins. I wouldn't take Josh Jacobs. Maybe and not even in I, even a best ball league and a best ball league. It makes way more sense that James Connors ADP would be should be way higher. Now, again, I will say I do expect the Cardinals to draft running back. Oh, I actually once that would be interesting to see how many uh, running backs the Cardinals brought in. Um, you know, Cliff Kingsbury hinted at the fact that they'll they'll be somewhat looking at, at in that direction at the draft, depending on. Yeah, that makes but sense. they also he did also give some confidence to Eno Benjamin, which they took. Uh, and a couple a couple years back, again, yeah. he is just a seventh round draft pick, so it, you can't really put a lot of weight in there. I'm but feeling Hugh Jackson's comments about coach speak often, you know, it's always serving an ulterior motive. And if I'm listening to Cliff gas up, you know, Benjamin, that's just because right now he's my number two and I haven't yet picked up another number two. And he might be my number two. So I want him to be confident coming in. But are you confident in, you know, Benjamin? No, no, I'm not confident, you know, Benjamin. Uh, your gut's pretty actually, good on these. I'm going to give you a shout out, Johnny. Your gut on these ones, like on these types of players, usually pretty good. Like from the, whatever you do to research going into this, like these later round picks, I think you usually shed a pretty fair light on them. And we get how an Eno Benjamin, based on opportunity and a high offensive system, could do good work fantasy wise. But like you do a really nice job, Johnny, of like looking at how players play football and basing a lot of it on that. I wanted to ask you, based on this, I'm, I'm considering taking Kenneth Walker here. Yeah. What did you think about him watching the film? Because I, I thought he looked like the best. I thought he looked, like, exciting. I do think he looks very exciting from a running back prospect standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I am very concerned with where he could potentially land and then how they would use him. Can you speak more he on could, that? Like, where would be concerning? So, for example, I do think – oh, nice pick with the Jerry Judy. Damn. Thank you. How is he available this late, right? Dude, I'm telling you, there are, there are a couple of guys that are just mad steals right now, and, like, you could get them now, and it's great, and you're just – but in a couple of weeks or months, that's not going to happen, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, Jerry Judy is one of those. James Conner is another one that we were talking about. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Until they get another running back in Tampa Bay, yeah. I want to throw Leonard Fournette out there. Yeah, and exact. yeah, Leonard Fournette as well. I think it, a part of it is like there's still a little bit of shakeup and concern with like, hey, what are the actual, uh, what are the actual uh, players that these guys are going to also draft? Like some, mm -hmm. I guess that would be my my thought as to why their ADP is where it's at right now because one, people aren't exactly caught up with all the NFL news, uh, and then and even though I don't know the James, James Connor one really baffles me. I won't lie. That one just truly baffles me. Um, but as I was James saying was everywhere, I know that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't understand. The and James now he's Conner. got a bigger role coming in this year. And if injury concerns are what are dissuading you, I get that outside of injury concerns. What do you knock James Connor on? Well, and that was the thing. It was like last year you could you could point to okay, maybe the injury concern you could, you know, like I would always I would point to the fact that they they didn't really pay him that much to bring him <laughs> in. There was the uncertainty, you know, they were also confident in Chase, right? And they were like really vocal about that one. And so the combination of the uncertainty, it made sense why James Conner value was so late in drafts, but the fact that like all that is gone now because you've got him signing a relatively a uh, strong contract, a two-year one, uh, 12 and a half million. That's up there. Uh, when, when you're talking about per year for running backs, it's it's up there. Uh, and then you like also, yeah, you've got Chase out the door. Chase is in Miami now. And then, again, you know, Benjamin, could, we already talked about him. You, yeah, and they could end up drafting a running back, but they 
I don't project them drafting like a Brees Hall or, um, you know, uh, Kendall, Kenneth Walker. Um, I don't, I don't think they'll, they'll do that, but I do think that those guys would look good in this system. They would fit, but so would a lot of guys, but back to what you were asking me about Walker originally, Mm -hmm. I just have concerns because I don't, it was wild watching him on tape because he he's bigger in in person, like he's an actual bigger person than he look than he plays and he yeah. looks on tape. And so my concern is that he's going to go to a team, maybe like the Cardinals, right? Where hey, he's got these talents, he's really good, he's flashy, uh, he could do a lot of things. But we've already got this goal line guy. We've already got like this guy who's like our main guy. You're going to be the secondary guy for right now because. Uh, you know, we want to preserve you for, for a while um, or as best that we can, because mm-hmm. we also have another option right now. You know, I want to, while, while we're sitting here talking and you're making your rounds, 15 and 16 picks out of our 20 round best ball draft here, I wanted to bring up to Whisper Nation this thought I've been playing around with when it comes to the draft, which we have round one happening on Thursday, and we are going to be live streaming the draft on Thursday, bringing on some special guests. It's going to be really exciting. So make sure you are liked and subscribed to catch that action on Thursday. But I wanted to bring this point up, dude. And this was like, this is a reach. Russell Gage. Oh, I like to see him. He's on my diet. It's a it's a reach, but uh, I I'm really coming around on him in best balls. Mm, I hear I that. I, I feel that. I feel that. Um, dude, I've taken so much Dawson Knox in best balls. There's a lot of tight ends that I like at late round tight ends that I really mm-hmm. like. Um, that that's probably the route that I'm more so going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I like these Dawson Knoxes. I like these Zach Ertzes. I even like these Hunter Henrys. I love Zach Ertz. I Logan love Thomas. Zach Ertz. I don't hate. I, th- I think, yeah, and I think Logan Thomas is one of those guys that's going to be a waiver wire guy because people forget uh, that two years ago he was a top five tight end. He was hurt all last year, and now they got oh, guess who? Carson Wentz who loves to throw to loves tight end. his tight end. And then guess what? On top of that, even Cherry on top of even that. Terry McLaurin's probably going to be gone. So it's going to be like, oh, these, yeah, it's going to be like, oh, rookie wide receivers or and or slash second uh, year wide receivers, Gibson or Logan Thomas. Oh, you know what? You bring up an interesting point there. I want to sit with Washington here for a moment. Let's pretend that happens. Terry McLaurin is gone to my Packers. We'll see that. I would love that, dude. It'd be a nice event, right? That would, would, that really just makes a lot of sense from a lot of, a lot of, I'd be so excited. Be mostly because then like all the Terry McLaurin haters would have absolutely nothing to say because, or that, or they would have a parade to throw if it didn't work there. We would get to know, and I'm with you. You you know, I'm with you. You know, I'm with you. But I'm more so on the the ladder of that than. Four out of the five games last year where you had five catches or more, he broke 100 yards. All the dude needs to do is get five catches, and he's got you 100 yards. Get him yeah. five catches, Tyler Heineke. Get him five catches, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Get him five catches, uh, Carson Wentz. We'll see. But this is um, um, with, with them. Let's pretend he's gone. What about Curtis Samuel? Yeah, Curtis Samuel. Groin injury out all last year. Curtis Samuel was kind of under the radar playing for Carolina, who was always a good player, a bit of a gadget player, but a legit wide receiver, not like a gadget player because he's not good enough to be a wide receiver, a gadget player because he's good enough to be a gadget player on top of being a wide receiver. He had a groin injury that kept him out all of last season for the most part. I imagine he's coming in healthy. This is an option to, and if Terry McLaurin's gone, what do you think about what do you think about that? What do you also think about um we already talked about Logan Thomas. He's kind of nice, but does Curtis Samuel deserve any extra attention cuz we're not talking about him at all. That's the first time we've said his name all season. Yeah, I mean, I was never like I wasn't on the bandwagon for mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel last year. Again, I could he end up being a somewhat of a sneaky late like i i I just think you're gonna end up you if you're gonna pick him up at all it'd be on waivers okay and so like i'm not really trying to draft that i guess if you're asking for best ball yeah there there's some upside there because they use him in kind of weird ways sometimes and at least in carolina when he really was able to take off uh that was how they did it and so um if you're talking about best ball you could see but like again like you mean 
this guy, Garrett Wilson, who you, who you picked up, like, I think his upside is greater than a guy like Curtis Sam. And no matter where he goes, like he could okay. go to Washington and I would still be like, Oh, I have more. Like, I, I just think there's more upside to Garrett Wilson mm. than there is Samuel. So, but so I wanted to run this point here by whisper nation. And that's with the draft coming up. If you're a top team drafting at the back of the first, then, you know, you're a, a Kansas City, a Buffalo, a Green Bay, um, a Los Angeles, if you had your picks, any of these. Uh, let's, let's not actually include Los Angeles because they've loaded up on their skill players. But we're looking at our Buffaloes. We're looking at our um, our Green Bay Packers. We're looking at our Cincinnati Bengals. We're looking at our Kansas City Chiefs. These squads, if you're sitting there at the back of the first and you've got a chance to take one of the top tier skill players at the running back or the wide receiver position. Like, let's go ahead and say that let's go ahead and say that um, Brees Hall is on the board, you know, generally consider we like Kenneth Walker too, but let's say Brees Hall is your number one. You believe in him. You like him. And he's available there at the end of the first round. And you're the Kansas city chiefs or you're the Buffalo bills. Why do you not take, that player, it reminds me when we're drafting in redraft leagues, Johnny, and we mm-hmm. talk about when others zig, you should zag. So if all of the the tiers of running backs are gone and you've got the number one overall leading the tier wide receiver, like it might, mm-hmm. might more sense to separate your squad and go for that and try to pick up some gambles at running back further down the way. If you're the Chiefs or the Bills and you got a chance to grab Brees Hall, maybe you wanted to get alignment. Maybe you wanted to get an ed- a pass rusher. Maybe you wanted to get a corner, whatever. So a more responsible pick, if you will. But you got a chance to get the number one tiered skill player at that spot. Why don't you grab that guy and then take your gambles for that lineman, that pass rusher, that cornerback further down the draft? What do you I think? I mean, about that's that what that's what Kansas City did, uh, or not Kansas City, but uh, that's what uh, Cincinnati Bengals did last year, right? With uh, Jamar Chase. Yes, and. You know, even though that was a pretty solid draft class as well, um, but they were still like, you got T Higgins, you've got Tyler Boyd, you need a lineman. Yeah. But then they were like, yo, we'll actually just grab our lineman in the next round and or in the next couple rounds. And then we're going to get the number one tiered guy here. And even and- if the line didn't work out, which you could argue it didn't because of how many times Joe Burrow was sacked last year, the line didn't look awesome. Team is still playing for a Super Bowl, right? And a lot of right. that had yeah. to do with who? Jamar Chase who helped them win games to get there and then had plays in the playoffs as well. These are high impact players. Like I'm not saying a lineman or an edge rusher is not, but the amount of times one of these skill players, we've got to come up with a better term than skill players, but anytime like one of these possession players is available, I'm almost like you got to take them if you've got any smarts to you at all, because these guys had an actual chance to make an impact. Like is your, is your right guard, for Buffalo really going to make that much of a difference versus a, a running back who can take it to the house. Like there's a bigger margin for impact on these players and you might have the best of them available. I don't know if I'm the Packers and you can take yourself a, a, you know, a top level wide receiver. I think they should do it. Yeah. I mean, I next to the other teams. Yeah, exactly. Not that drafting a lineman or a, a linebacker is boring, but you know it is. If we're talking, you know, we got a bunch of fantasy fans here. It's boring. I should should I go with my guy Isaiah? My my, I'll go with Kenneth Walker here. Oh, you didn't oh, go with your no. boy. No, I, I should have went with another quarterback. That's where my mistake was. Oh, so let's I only see. Have I got two. I've got I got my last pick here. I've got three quarterbacks, six running backs, eight wide receivers, and two tight ends. Hmm. I gotta move quick. I don't see anybody on the wide receiver list I love. Nor here. I kind of like the tight end route on this one. I'm gonna go with Robert Tunyon, who if the Packers don't pick up a wide receiver, they're not good. Tunyon might have a bit of a revival. Yeah. Post hype sleeper. Or yeah. What? Yeah. Post hype sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's after yeah. his hype. He already kind yeah. of squandered his hype. It's over. Yeah, he did. There you go. But it's coming in there. All right. So the last pick is on the board. Death by Rona. Who's it going to be? Oh, never mind. Big Travi. Who's your second to last pick going to be? And then Death by Rona. Who is the last pick going to be? 
Johnny, while they're picking, was there any guys on here that you looked at that you wish you had one more pick to pick up? One more pick to pick up? Yeah, quarterback. I wish I would have been able to get any, like Tua would have been a good one. Uh, Jameis is a good one. Even Jared Goff. Hold on, let me fix this here. So we're looking at the summary here, and I get a chance to preview them up. Boom. Boom. We've got coming in in first projections, Drew K. Lou wins the projection game, which means Ooh. nothing except for good job, which is nice, which is nice. Uh, good job, Drew K. Lou. 4,800, 43.2 points projected. That's always fun. And coming in at the lowest projected points is... Big Travi, 3,705 for Big Travi on this one. So we'll see. Pretty close race there. Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, Trey Lance, Dobbins. I like all these players Travi drafted here. A lot of wide receivers. I I don't know if I like the Rashad Bateman and the the Drake London pickups. Could have gone with an extra tight end perhaps. Yeah, he probably needed like one, one more tight end probably there. But Scott killed it. He said, let's take a closer look at Death by Rona's team. Yeah, we'll see what... Eh. I like the upside play as a quarterback. Yeah, okay. Derek Henry, oh, he did run. get Winston. I was just mentioning Winston there. That's a good upside pick. Derek Henry, Jamal. Oh, I like yeah, those running backs, too. Good running backs there. Wide receivers, Deontay. These are good PPR guys, good yak guys. He's got good... Um, All right, like good no, upside. No stud studs at the wide receiver position, but I like a lot of the upside these guys bring here. Even start at the bottom. Michael Gallup should be the number two for Dak, which has traditionally been a nice role. Rondell Moore, we like what he brings to the table in terms of an explosive package. Adam Thielen, fine. Brandon Ayuk, if Debo's out, that could be nice. Post-type sleeper again, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty so, good, right. yeah. And then right, he, got yeah, you got double dips in there. With uh, Dallas, uh, with Dalton, Gallup. Pretty good. Yeah, Scott did a good job. I think everybody here did a good job, man. It was fun to draft with you, Whisper Nation. It always is. We're going to be doing this every single freaking Monday. All the time because we love it so much. And the best way to make sure you are a part of the action is go ahead and just hit that subscribe button if you want to be a part of it. And do us a favor. Hit the thumbs up button on this video itself. Works with the algorithm, helps it get out there, and we can connect with more fantasy-loving fans, which is what we love to do so much. If you're liked and subscribed, you'll be getting notifications then for the Thursday live reaction show to the NFL Draft Round 1. We're going to be bringing on some special guests and going round by round with you as they come on in. Johnny, is there anything you'd like to share with Whisper Nation before we call it an afternoon? Nope, just excited for Thursday. It's going to be a blast. Get your popcorn ready. Get your snacks. Join us. It's going to be a good night. Do it 420. Scott, uh, everybody else who jumped in there, everybody who drafted alongside us in Underdog, thank you. It's been an awesome time with y'all. We'll see you again soon. I'm Austin Sear. That's Johnny Game Time Hicks. We're the Fancy Whispers. We're out. Peace. Right here. Best part about mock drafting is we get to do them again next week, and we've done them a whole bunch of weeks before then. Check out one of the videos coming right here.